When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? So what better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show. That's right. Yes, it is. 40 billion served. They can't be wrong. Welcome, everybody, to a very special day here on the RP Show, a football Friday. Don't mind me. I'm just calling up the YouTube feed. We're live on YouTube, but also live on national television across Canada, on Game Plus TV, and in 31 U.S. states, including Florida, and on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. And the other half of the show originating from the rectangle, the sweatpants capital, but more importantly, the Montana's Briar, the 2024 Canadian Men's Curling Championship. And Moose is there, settling in for the next 10 days. Ta-da! I don't know. Are people as excited there, Moose, that you're there as they are on my social media because they're going bonkers that the RP show is at the Santa Brant for the Briar. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Uh, Literally, setup is just ongoing. So we're sitting down here while setup is happening everywhere. So it's good to drop in, uh, in on the show. And as we get into the night with the first draw tonight, everybody's really excited. And uh, it should be a really fun week. Yeah, we're going to have the competitors. We're going to have the dignitaries. We've got actually breaking news today from Curling Canada. Assiniboia, probably like my fifth hometown, has been awarded the National Mixed Curling Championships. They're in their brand new curling club. They're all excited. So coming up on the program today, a lot of curling talking for the next 10 days. But we've got our football analyst, Jim Barker, five-time Grey Cup champion and XFL champion and betting expert, Dusty Picks, is going to be joining us as well. we got a lot to get to, so can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we'll get down to business. Jumping right into we do have We have CFL, NFL, and college football stuff to get to, but we are going to open up with the big story, and it's where we are at. That's the one thing that we wanted to do with this show when we started at 1,192 episodes ago was go to events, be at big deals, and this is another one. The Canadian Men's Curling Championship, the Montana's Briar, gets underway tonight in Regina. The field includes four-time champion Kevin Cooey, but it'll be Aaron Sluchinski who's representing Alberta. He upset Cooey in the provincial final, but Cooey still advanced to the national event as Canada's highest-ranked non-qualified men's team. Tonight... Draw one, 6 p.m. It's Nova Scotia's Manuel versus Brad Gushu, Team Canada. Saskatchewan's Mike McEwen versus PEI, Team Smith. 
Alberta Cooey versus Alberta Sluchinski, and Team NT, Northern, Northwest Territories, Jamie Cooey versus Quebec's Arsenault. Moose, what's the buzz around there? Are they saying this is the best Briar field ever? Because we've been talking about that for a while now. I haven't heard that this morning, but it, I've heard that talk, you know, on social media and in some circles here over the last number of days and even a couple of weeks. It does feel like it. It feels like it's going to be a great field. And, you know, had a chance. You've seen, I've been around. Players are on the ice. Just after I uh, snapped a couple of photos, we had a couple of live look-ins on our social. Brad Gushu took the ice for his morning practice. So uh, it's starting to be in the air here in Regina. It's a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, I hope at some point Darren will be able to sweep, sweet talk people to get out onto the concourse to broadcast the show. But for now, it's a no-go. Our partnership here is with Curling Canada. The television rights holder, we won't name who it is, won't allow us out near the ice. That wasn't a problem at the World Juniors when we were broadcasting live from there, nor for that matter the Centennial Cup because Hockey Canada, our partner there, said, Rod's our guy, deal with it. So, Darren, you're going to have to uh, <laughs> spread a little honey around there, okay? Now, so we've been now at the Briar, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup Final, Centennial Cup, NHL All-Star Game, Grey Cup, and that is our second point here on this Football Friday. From a zip line between Vancouver's convention centers to replica mini CFL fields, a slate of sponsors and events for the upcoming 2024 Grey Cup were unveiled on Thursday in Vancouver. The CFL awarded the 111th Grey Cup to Vancouver after both the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and BC Lions had bid to host that game. Vancouver won it. And their mayor, Ken Sims, said, quote, Vancouverites are incredibly excited to host the Grey Cup this year, unquote. He said the event's expected to bring $100 million of economic activity to the city with fans from across the league expected to attend. The pregame festival will run several days with an official fan zone in downtown Vancouver, along with fan areas set up at the Vancouver Convention Center. One attraction, a zip line, will run over the water between the two convention center buildings on Vancouver Harbor. There will be another zip line set up in downtown Vancouver, allowing two people to go at the same time on two different lines. The festival will also feature a fan zone with food trucks and 20 musical acts. We're going to be there. I'm saying it right now. I personally will be there. I said I want the Pat McAfee treatment. I've been, I was adding it up, Darren, to three other Vancouver Grey Cups. 2005, which might, it rivals 89 as the greatest Grey Cup ever. It went to double overtime. Edmonton Eskimos under Danny Machocha, beating Don Matthews, Montreal Alouettes in that game. 2011 Grey Cup, the BC Lions against the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Lions started that uh, string of home teams winning the Grey Cup in 2011. That was amazing. And then 2014, that on the last play, the infamous blocking to the back on Taylor Reed, the linebacker for Hamilton, called back the game-winning touchdown. There's been great Grey Cups in Vancouver, and I get the sense here, and I've heard from the Lions people that they want to make this one the best of them all, not just the best Vancouver Grey Cups. And if they surpass $100 million revenue for the city of Vancouver, it will be the greatest Grey Cup ever. Do I have you sold yet, Moose? I've been sold for a while on the Vancouver Grey Cup. Yes, you have. But what did I read on those zip lines? The one's going to go 75 kilometers an hour? Is that right? That's a death trap. I didn't see that, but like I better be locked in. That's a missile going depends. across the thing. <laughs> all the way downtown. Yeah. 
I don't, I've never done a zip line. I don't want to do a zip line. The, the one time I tried to do a zip line, I was with a guy in Las Vegas on Fremont Street, and he was told at the entrance, and I think you know who this was. They said, you're too fat. You can't get on this thing. And I said, well, if you're not going on it, I'm not going on it. And that was the end of that. By the way, Darren is broadcasting live from the Montana's Briar. He'll be there for two hours today and all of next week. And that's when we'll be bringing on the curling dignitaries. There you go. You can still get tickets. Um, I didn't wear green because of this, but on Sunday it is, uh, what are they calling it? Saskatchewan Day. They're encouraging people to wear green. So get your tickets at curling.ca slash tickets. Again, uh, we're tickled pink to be part of this event and partnering with Curling Canada. Now, point three on this football Friday. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is defending the CFL's approach to handling an investigation into allegations against the Argonauts and their quarterback, Chad Kelly. The investigation comes after a lawsuit from a former Argo strength and conditioning coach was launched against the club for wrongful dismissal and the quarterback, Chad Kelly, for alleged violations of the Ontario Human Rights Code. Commissioner Ambrosi laid out a timeline for reporters uh, Thursday, about yesterday, about the league's investigation into the allegations. He added that a process plan was created a couple days after the lawsuit was filed on the Friday with an independent investigator being hired by the league uh, with the Argos and the CFL Players Association notified. And then Monday of this week, the parties were formally notified. Written notification went out on Tuesday and the league made a public announcement on Wednesday. The commissioner said in a statement, the most important thing is we have a proper independent investigation done. He said it was too soon to pass judgment or speculate on any form of punishment. And I'll just say this. I told you because you've been traveling from Toronto to the Briar. I said I would handle most of the show. I won't put too many hot potatoes in your hand. I'm trying as much as I can to stay away from this because I don't know the people involved at all other than Murph was named the Argos assistant GM. But I don't personally know the former uh, female coach. I don't know Chad Kelly. All I was told, though, because I didn't want to get to the bottom of as much. I don't want to come on the air and look like an idiot or defend the wrong person, or crucify the wrong person. And what I was told today was, be very careful tarring and feathering Chad Kelly in this. And what I would say to Rick Westhead, who the TSN reporter, who if you look at his Twitter bio, says he's a journalist at the Sports Network, I do hope you get all sides to the story. Because even he admitted, he simply reported that the lawsuits had been filed in uh, the province of Ontario. He didn't talk to anybody, it sounded like, for the most part, at that time when he originally reported it. So I guess, because there's, you know, MLSEs obviously involved, it's the employer, the CFL's involved. All I was told was, be very careful tarring and feathering Chad Kelly. And that's from people that are on the scene and involved in this. So I, I thought it was important to get that out. I don't know, Chad Kelly, if he is guilty, fry him. But if he's not, this will be a travesty. Any thoughts on that before we move on? You just want to get it right. You just want to get to the bottom of it and get yes. it right at the end of the day. And I think what's going to happen is I think the league is taking it seriously. And I think they're going to get to the bottom of it. And we'll see how it plays out. It's as much as really we know at the moment and we can talk about it at the moment. Uh, Kevin, the medium. Howdy, brother. Checking in from Calgary, Alberta. He says, so a kid gets a $600 fine and they cancel his contract with no investigation, but this will be swept under the carpet? We're not saying that. You're saying that. 
And he's talking about Arlen Bruce the Fourth's contract being nullified by the league. We don't know why. We're all guessing because of his gambling violations at Iowa with the Hawkeyes. We don't know. Um, but I get what you're saying, Kevin, too. I do. What we do here is we sit and talk about it, which reminds me, this is where football people come on Fridays to talk football across Canada and uh, of fans of the league in the United States as well. With this Grey Cup announcement yesterday in Vancouver, what I saw on social media, which I've been wisely advised to stay off of as much as possible because it's, it, can, it can rot your mind, Darren, just so you know. The people were talking about who the halftime act should be. You know, have they got to work on booking again? And people said, how about Tate McRae? And I thought, you know what? That's why morphing entertainment and championships and all-star games is very important because I didn't know who Tate McRae is. You know that I like two, two kinds of music, country and western. But as I was driving to the Panthers game last night, uh, here in Sunrise, I was listening to Y100, Miami's hits. Tate McRae, greedy, was on the radio. I'm like, I, I know her. She was at the NHL All-Star Game. She's Canadian, right? So in past regimes of the Canadian Football League at the team level and the league level, trust me, I know, because I sat in the meetings, they said in the offseason, we need to go dormant for six months. We need to go away. I'm sitting there trying to get the people on the air in December and January, and I'm being told by the teams, no, Rod, back off. The people need a break. Okay, well, I'm not taking a break, and I got a show to do. And that attitude has proven to be not fatal, but critical to the Canadian Football League. It's got them in the part of the reason why they're in the mess they are now from an optics level across the country. Because, Darren, to talk about who the halftime act should be, and right now I'm saying Tate McRae because why not? She's the hottest thing going. I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about she's got the sizzle. She's Canadian. She's everything you'd want. We should be talking about it. What do you think? That'd be great. I mean, I am not necessarily have my heels dug in that the halftime act needs to be Canadian. But when you can reach the top of entertainment and you can check the box of being Canadian, I think that's a win-win. And you should always try and do it if you can. And what's so great about Canadian music is for the last how many decades now, there's been a Canadian at or near the top of the, you know, the charts or, you know, big in the music industry with that, you know, reputation to go along with it. So if you can make that happen, I think that's a win-win. Talking about it. Talking about it. That's what you want. Um, and, and, and by the way, I mean, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. He says, the Imagine Dragons were great in 2014. Weren't they 2015 in Winnipeg? Because as will be the title of my next book, Jeté La, I was there. 2015 was the Imagine Dragons in Winnipeg. 2014, I actually left the game at halftime, and I was watching it across the street at Georgian Court. You know me, I like to leave games early. So I don't know who the halftime was at 2014, but it wasn't Imagine Dragons. Nelson, the VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, from Chad Kelly, here's a statement from Chad Kelly. I am shocked by the allegations which have been made against me. I absolutely deny these events and intend to vigorously defend myself and will be seeking the dismissal of the action. So I don't know Chad Kelly. I'm a champion of second chances, but if you blow those second chances, which he's gotten, I'm not a champion of those people. But what I was led to believe today, be very careful before you tar and feather Chad Kelly. And this better be a thorough review. Hope everybody's telling the truth. 
because there's a lot more to the story than has been reported. And guess what? There always is. Ah, okay. Jordan S. says 2015 was Fallout Boy. Okay, sorry. I'm not a music guy. Uh, Jeff, the Stams fan, says way too early for a Grey Cup halftime announcement. Sure, but it's not way too early for halftime Grey Cup talk. Leave the talking to us. <laughs> um, from the jug, he writes and he says, I wonder if Curling Canada will announce this week, finally, why Brianne Harris couldn't play. They should say why. It was, I heard that's why ticket sales weren't, aren't good for the Briar. People want to know. So why was the lead for Team Anderson at the Scotties disqualified? Not trans Ticket sales, number one, are good for the Briar. Number two, is it okay for Curling Canada to say, Nanya, none of your business. I don't, I don't know what's kosher anymore and appropriate. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, with the with the situation at the Scotties, it's it's kind of out of their hands. We it's complicated because nobody's talking about it or giving you a reason why it's out of their hands. But when they can say something, we've been told that they will say something. So you just have to be patient. This is a tough situation, but it's one of those where if they could tell you, they would. Hey, we're all friends here in the Rod Squad, I think. And uh, I appreciate Jeff the Stams fan writes it. He says, Rod, respectfully, you were wrong. Imagine Dragons was 2014. So thanks. Patrolman Pete's jumped in and says, uh, 2015 was fallout, boy. From Nelson, he says, the struggle with Canadian acts. In 2018, the CFL went out and got Alessia Cara, who was fresh off having her music featured in Disney's Mona. People roasted the league. Tough balancing. Guess what? News flash. They're always going to bitch no matter what, so don't worry about it. How about that? And. How about that? Number two, Super Bowl this year. I walked out and forgot to watch Usher. I literally walked out of the Sober Bowl at Super Bowl, and I. Because I'm just. It's not my thing. <laughs> so I'll vote for Tate McRae and uh, be gone. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. You bet. Smoke him if you got him. Jim Barker's in next. It is a football Friday. Moose is live from the Montana's Briar, where there's still time to get your tickets at curling.ca slash tickets. It's a football Friday on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's a football Friday, but one half of the show's broadcasting live from the Montana's Briar and Moose will be back in hour two, teeing up tonight's draw one in the Brand Center. Saskatchewan Day is on Sunday. They're encouraging you to wear green. If you're not from Sask, I wouldn't. But you can get your tickets at curling.ca slash tickets. And we've got breaking news from Curling Canada today. One of the association's most popular national championship events is headed back to Saskatchewan. The 2025 Canadian Mixed Curling Championship will take place November 2nd to the 8th at the Assiniboia Curling Club. It was announced today by Curling Canada. How about that, Clark? It will be the 61st edition of the Canadian Mixed Championship. It'll be, it'll be the third time in four years it's been staged in Saskatchewan. PA had it in 2022. And last year, the hometown Saskatchewan team, skipped by Sean Meacham, won it in Swifty. A lot of exciting things going on at Curling Canada. We're very excited to partner with them. We're always excited to partner with Jim Barker. And uh, Jim, before this, probably going to throw a bit of a curveball at you, Coach. But I'm going to read you this. Former Texas defensive tackle Tavondre Sweat was talking big at the NFL Combine in Indy this week, and he measured in big two, six, four and a half, 366 pounds. But he didn't deliver on his promised 40 time, finishing the first of four days of workouts at 5.27, the slowest time of any defensive tackle. You following this? Oh, yeah. Hey, I watched the. Uh... You know, the all of them go through all their things. And, you know, this is a time where they're trying to brand themselves and create the, an, a, a vision that they're the best player in the country or the best player at their position in the country. Uh, it's posturing, and that's, you know, good on sweat. Somebody's his agent has probably told him to do that. But he's been eating burritos and not getting ready for this thing, obviously. If he, you know, he had the slowest 40 time. I mean, you can tell the guys are really trained for it. And in the last, I'd say 10 years, it's, that's become a big thing is, is uh, combine training. And even at, even at the CFL combine, which is coming up March 20th, I actually next Friday, I'm going to be on your show live from, uh, from the, uh, the regional combine in Waterloo, where they bring, where you can, they can come, uh, players that will be in this year's draft and the ones that were not picked for Winnipeg could get picked to go. So I'm going to go to that, and then I'm going to Winnipeg the following uh, March 20th is kind of the start of it. Uh, but it's for the players, it's, it's a job interview. That's what it is. 
And for the coaches and the, the GMs, it's trying to figure out what, what is this guy, who is he really? What's his real deal? And the more guys pop off, the more I think they hurt themselves. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting, an interesting phenomenon, the combine. Well, I'm going to pause the proceedings and say that is our poll question today for Key Auto Group. And at the Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Are you paying attention to the NFL Combine? Over 90% of our respondents are saying, no, they're not. But Jim's a football guy, so he's going to. There's no doubt. I'm going to be at a football event tonight here in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm assuming they'll all be into it, Jim. But let me ask you this. Uh, NFL Combine versus CFL Combine, are they doing all the same things? It's very similar. Uh, you know, the CFL Combine is not as many players, obviously. Um, but the concept is the same. In the NFL, they bring so many players in, they do it by, like, just the defensive linemen and somebody, the linebackers are, are in now. In the CFL, everybody comes in, and they'll have a process where every team can interview every player at the CFL. Um, this year, actually, it's going to be uh, brought live streaming on CFL.ca, and I'm going to be dealing with, uh, you know, the 40-yard dash. And, and basically, for real fans who have an interest in the draft, I'll be able to I give them, uh, like right now, I'm going through every player on film. So I know, I'll know every player. And, uh, you know, we're also going to try to do some actual team-like interviews, which is way different than what a media-type interview would be. So it'll be fun. Sure. Well, here's it. So Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg writes in and he says, it's hard to really get much out of the CFL or NFL combine unless you follow college football closely and know who's who in the zoo, which is fair. But, you know, Braden Lenius, the Canadian receiver for Sask, who played with the Washington Huskies, um, when he went to the CFL combine, I know his mom. And I said, Shauna, what did Braden think of the CFL combine? She goes, thought it was cool. He got to meet Richie Hall. And for the CFL fans that show up, like last year in Edmonton, there's Chris Jones. There's... Craig Dickinson, like there's a lot of that too, right? It's important to get the league together. Yeah, That's everybody the fun stuff is, for fans. No doubt, everybody is there. The co the coaches and GMs actually have meetings two days prior to the combine, and it's it's open to the public, and they can come in and watch. And uh, again, what it's interesting, you don't need to know these players, but to watch ones who perform well, and you kind of jot their name down or you keep it in your bank. And then you watch the draft happen. Like this year, I'm already intrigued as to where Quantez Stiggers is going to go in the draft. He's going to do a pro day, his own pro day down in Georgia. And, you know, what he runs, I think, will determine. I'm predicting he's going to be a fifth or sixth rounder. But if he runs in the four fives or, or under, under four or five, he could go in the top, you know, in the, you know, round three or four. So, but that's an interesting thing to follow on a day you know a day two or day three type of thing where you're looking for a specific player and where's he seen so again when i watch a combine i try to look at the guys who are tops at their positions how they do movement wise and like there's some of them that are highly ranked they had great college statistics but they just look stiff to me they look like they can't turn a corner they can't do this and that and i kind of make mental notes on on the borderline guys because those guys could be potential cfl guys someday so, yeah, for football guys, it's a lot more interesting, I guess. 
Sure, but how do you feel about this? A Hall of Fame D tackle said to me once, I never seen him do a bench press on the 50 yard line. This stuff doesn't mean anything. You've heard yeah, that a million press, times, probably. Right. And you know what? It's well, any of, like of them. Reading. You get the point. It's the same thing as when you're in high school. You said, I'm never going to use geometry. It's not that. It's about, I look at the bench press. The most important thing in the bench press is an offensive lineman. That's what he does. He, he has to keep his hands inside and maintain leverage on a 280-pound guy rushing at him. Well, to me, when I look at bench press numbers, guys either want to do it or they don't want to do it. I once told a guy at, at the, um, the CFL, actually it was at the, the East-West game, which is a game they used to play, um, and I said, if you don't bench press over six, which is what he did that day, at the combine we won't even have you on our board and he did seven or eight i think so he made our board but was way down he ended up being i think you know first round pick but in my mind to me i look at a bench press that's not about how many bench presses he can do that's about how important is it to him to have that kind of strength i look at db's and if they don't have a vertical jump over 36 inches at the NFL level, they're not a guy that can probably play. I look at it as guys who come down, Americans who come down, who you know have verticals over 36, I think struggle in our league because that's a test of athleticism, overall athleticism. You know, with the Canadians, a crucial test is the 40-yard dash because they're going to be special teams players. And until they change the rules, those guys better be able to run. So you look at a guy who might be a backup running back and you say, or defensive lineman, will he ever be able to be a special teams player based on how, how fast he is and his long-term, you know, in his long distance? Well, you know, uh, you know not the short yeah. stuff. Well, I think what that player was referring to, not just specifically the bench press, but all these, the, the, the vertical, the 40, as you say. Like, why are you making a 366-pound defensive tackle do the 40? You're embarrassing the guy, you know, that he's the last place overall. Because what I'm saying here, and I'm enjoying the discussion, is Flutie, Doug, even Darren, um, Dave Dickinson, how would these guys do? at the combine. I'll tell you exactly. Here's a good one for you. So we brought some guys in. I okay. had Flutie in 97 when I came into the league. And we had some some of the rookies in. Because in those days, the quarterbacks would come in. You'd bring some rookies in. And we were doing testing. And Doug comes over and we're doing the short shuttle. And he says, so what's the best time? And I said, well, we had one three nine five, You know, which is, which is a good time. And he says, I'm going to try it. So he jumps in just for, you know, just for giggles and runs a 3.75. I mean, just that, that was Doug Flutie. You know, it's, it's, do those things matter? In certain positions, you're right. A vertical jump on an offensive lineman, a 40-yard dash, doesn't really matter. Does bench press matter to a wide receiver? No, it really doesn't. But what it shows for an offensive lineman is crucial because that's such a part of what he does in his craft, just like a, a DB. Athleticism is what his craft is about. And his ability to move his hips and those kind of things is important. So as you as you look at it from a 
an evaluator standpoint, yeah, there's certain position groups, certain, some of the tests, you don't even look at them. But there's certain position groups that certain tests, they're going to determine whether or not that guy's going to be a positive guy for or a guy you can do. For example, I wouldn't play a defensive back at corner or half if he was like a 28 vertical jump. I would just say we're not even trying it because he does not have the athleticism. Is that short-sighted? Maybe. But that's that's kind of experience that I've found in players who have been successful and not been successful. We might have actually talked some people being into being more interested for the combine now. I know I am. There you go. Robert in Las Vegas says, great insight from Coach Barker. Um, of course, said Patrolman Pete, I want to pick very interesting insights from Jim. What you say about the geometry in high school thing reminds me of this. George Cortez had our guys doing a drill, like a one-handed bear crawl from the 10-yard line into the goal line with the ball tucked. And Corey Sheet stopped. He goes, Coach, why are you be making us do this? We are never going to have to do this. And we got in a game, and guess what happened? Corey had to crawl from the 10-yard line, and he did. <laughs> and he came back, and he's like, Coach, now I get it. It worked. You know, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It worked. <laughs> but George, genius. Now that guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me started. Um, are all the coaches' jobs filled, by the way? Because what I'm enjoying out of the NFL combine coverage is the league stuff. Are, is Russell Wilson going to be traded? Is Oakland looking for a quarter, or Vegas looking for a quarter, blah, blah, blah. CFL, any of that stuff on the radar? Coach hiring? I'd say 85 to 90%. Yeah, I'd say 85 to 90% of them have been filled. A lot of them that haven't been announced are because guys are getting paid from other places. They want to get as much as they can before they start. They, they may, you know, maybe they're involved with another situation down south. There's a lot of reasons why you don't. I would say that 100% of the spots are pretty much, eh, maybe 95% of the spots are pretty much taken. Uh, and then the rest of them are pending situations. I mean, a, a good example, Mike Miller for the Toronto Argonauts. Great, great quarterback coach. Used to be the coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. Well, he's got some health issues. But I can promise you, if he's healthy, enough to coach, he's gonna coach. And so they'll give him as much time as possible. I saw today they hired uh, Drew Tate as an offensive assistant, right. which kind of made, gave me a positive, because I'm just like you guys, I don't, I gave me a positive feeling that maybe Mike will be back, because I think he's great for our league. I think he's a great coach and a guy that Chad Kelly needs to reach you know, the levels he wants to reach. So that's kind of with the coaching thing, that's kind of why things take a little bit longer. In the gotcha. CFL. Well, I was happy to see Drew Tate. Right. I was happy to see Drew Tate in there because there's the guy that wants to coach so bad. He's such a good guy. You had him, you had him in Calgary, right? Did you, I would assume? Correct. Correct. Yeah, he yeah, played. Good guy. We, he, we had him in Sask. Yeah, he, he, he's, uh, he came up in the league to, with us in Calgary, and, and then he went back there and coached a little bit. And he's a great kid, and I hope his dad was a great coach. So, hey, can we talk one second about the – about the league and the investigation? Because I think it's kind of interesting. If you want to. How, okay, let's take a break. Can you wait three minutes? And we'll come back and get into it. Sure. I mean, I just have a couple things that, because I live that. And I, a couple things I thought were really interesting about the league being involved. Well, we need to break. We, we need to break because that's important. We'll be right back. More with Coach Barker after this on a Football Friday on Game Plus TV. Key Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. It is a football Friday. We are, well, one half of us live from the Montana's Briar at the Brand Center in Regina. Draw one is tonight and coming up in hour two. Darren DuPont will rejoin us from the Brand Center. We're live on the Game Plus television network across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states. And on the radio in Atlanta. And our football analyst, Jim Barker, is with us. And he wanted to talk about the Argo situation. And Jim, if I may, I'll just reread what I read off the top. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is defending his organization's approach to handling an investigation into allegations against the Argonauts and their quarterback, Chad Kelly. Randy Ambrosi said, quote, the most important thing we is we have a proper independent investigation done. He said it was too soon to pass judgment or speculate on any sort of punishment thoughts okay well from i'm probably one of the few people in the world that can speak to this because i've gone through this in 2011 and it's just so different now and i wanted to talk only about the process i'm not going to talk about who said well i'm not that that i have no interest in um but the process and the process that i went through um is very interesting and the commissioner doing this in 2011, our commissioner was Mark Cohan. And we had a very similar thing. I had let the, uh, our trainer, um, I had let her go at the end of the 2011 season. And, um, and she filed a sexual discrimination, not harassment, uh, discrimination charge. And basically Rick Westhead found out about it and wrote, you know, and I, my name was in the headlines that, um the team and myself were were uh being sued for this so in those days we didn't have the uh, cfl women in sports things and things like that so mark cohan was not involved at all i mean i i don't i mean he may have been talking to mr braley but i don't even know that um the way ours went was mr braley did a team investigation into everything and at the end of it he said, we're going to go to court. <laughs> and that's what we did. We went through the entire process, the whole arbitration thing. But the whole thing about arbitration, which is what makes this whole thing interesting, 
is that at any point during this, they can settle. Now they can settle with the complainant getting a million dollars, or they can settle with the complainant saying, okay, I'm just gonna go away. But when they settle, there's a non-disclosure. So the only thing left on the record is what is in the initial complaint, and that stays on the record. What happens in the arbitration case, in the settlement, is left to guesswork because nobody can talk about, to this day, I won't talk about, you know, the settlement and things like that. Um, like I say, it's, a, it's an interesting process. And, you know, Chad Kelly, you mentioned something about him saying he wants this dismissed or whatever. The issue is if, if they do dismiss it or they say it's settled, they can't dismiss it. You can't dismiss a lawsuit that's been, you know, filed with the, the government. You can't do that. So what they can do is settle it. And who knows what they settle it? Settle it for this or settle it for she's just going to go away. Um, or he's, you know, he's going to take this or somebody's going to. The league by doing this has kind of, based on the way the thing goes, if they make a move in the Argo organization or initiate some kind of move about not taking care of it at the high because they violated the league's mandates. See, we didn't have those mandates back in 2011. If, if they want to say that a player violated those, they can do that, but they have to, they have, you know, there's going to be a, a, so basically they have become judge, juror, executioner, because if they say, we're moving forward and we're going to go to court or whatever that again that probably never it takes six to eight months to happen and and the the league takes a bit of heat potentially because they haven't done anything oh they're you know they didn't do anything you know and again i understand why they're doing it i understand i think it's a you know it's a good thing the process in canada makes this whole thing very very difficult for everybody involved. And again, it's, yeah. I've, I've lived it and it isn't fun because once a settlement happens, all that comes out is there's a settlement. Is it for a max or is it for nothing? Well, yeah, we covered that. But I, the thing is, is I, all I'll say is I was told earlier, you know far more about this than I do. You know the personalities involved. But I was advised this morning to not tar and feather Chad Kelly yet. Yeah. At the start of this thing, and there's a lot more hasn't been reported, and it may or may not come out. And who knows if Chad yeah. Kelly's oh, going to be quarterback know, in the Argos this the year or not. It's, yeah. I know both yeah. of them very well. I'm not even going to get into any of that. That's, that's not, to me, the issue is the, is the, uh, the process. Is it fair for everybody involved? At the end of this, will it be fair for the coach? Will it be fair for the player? Will it be fair for the club? Those are the things I say it's very difficult to come out of this fair. Just very difficult. But again, it's probably be very interesting probably to watch. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, again, I, I'm only dealing with yeah, the wait. process. I'm not saying anything about anything, but 
I, I just, yeah. I, I think it's well. Kind of hope for the best. Sure, yep. hope for the best for everybody because I'm sure there's a few people having some sleepless nights. Coach, thanks for this. Enjoy the combine. We'll chat with you in a week. All right, thanks, Rod. There you go, our football analyst, Jim Barker, five-time Great Cup champion, XFL champ too. Sports update coming up next. Viewer takeover and back to the Montana's Briar where Darren DuPont is broadcasting live on day one today. Draw one is tonight. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss but it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. The show really moves, doesn't it? Especially on Fridays. And thank you to Jim Barker for his contributions. They were many. A sports update we haven't even got to. Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs added to the Arizona Coyotes' woes on Thursday night. Austin scored its lead, leading 53rd of the season as Toronto defeated Arizona 4-2 at Scotiabank Arena. It was the Coyotes' 14th straight loss. I saw a graphic this morning on ESPN, of all things, that he's on pace for, I think, 73 goals, Austin Matthews. Meanwhile, Ilya Labushkin is back with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto acquired the defenseman and the rights to forward Karel Slepitz in a three-way deal with the Ducks and Hurricanes last night. Labushkin was previously with Toronto in 2021-22. Dallas rookie Logan Stankoven is showing he has a scoring touch. He scored for the third time in four career games as the Stars defeated the Winnipeg Jets 4-1. With the win, Dallas moved atop the Central Division standings. Here in Sunrise, Sam Reinhardt scored twice as the Florida Panthers defeated the Montreal Canadiens 4-3 in a shootout. The Habs became the first team to score more than two goals here in Florida since January 19th. Elsewhere, the LA Kings down the Vancouver Canucks 5-1. Ho, ho, ho. That's hot. Moose and I both had Moose and I both had that one wrong. 
Seven Philadelphia pitchers combined on a four-hit shutout as the Phillies defeated the Toronto Blue Jays. 5-0 in spring training action. Vladdy had two hits for the Jays, while Christian Pash homered for Philly. The Jays 2-4 and four in spring training. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas and Theaters now, Argyle. Starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. That should be enough to get you into the theater to watch it, right, Argyle? But will the movie be enough to keep you there till the end? Check it out for yourself. Landmark Cinemas this weekend, Argyle. Boom. 902-518-3033. As I look at the text line, that's for Sober Carpenter. It's the first I've looked at it, and I apologize. Uh, I apologize that it's just the first I looked at it. Kirk in Toronto writes in. He says, Rod, could you please ask Mr. Barker if the Argos are close to signing a defensive coordinator? Thanks. I'll text him. David, number two in Winnipeg, writes in, and he says, I think the league has no choice but to be involved. Chad Kelly being the most outstanding player is one of the faces of the league. Whether the outcome is good or bad for Kelly, the league has to be involved. Sure, but he was saying, and 13 years ago, the league wasn't. Brian in Hudson's Bay writes in, says, good morning, Rod E. The Chad Kelly thing, I can't imagine someone accusing someone of this type of thing if there was never anything that happened. If she's just making this up, then she has the problem. Then she has the problem. I just can't see any decent person fabricating a story of this kind if there's nothing there. Well, Brian, maybe not around Hudson Bay, but I've seen it all. And I think that's the point is uh, just don't rush to tar and feather Chad Kelly is what. And the person that said that to me today had no vested interest in the Argos at all. But they seem to know a lot more than I do and how somebody's reputation can be just completely wiped out. This ain't going to help, man. You Google Chad Kelly from now to the end of time. This is going to come up and he might end up being exonerated. How about that? We are going back to the briar after this. <laughs> Got some more good comments, so stick around. We'll be right back after this break on Game Plus TV and Key Radio.